This is your Yahoo Finance Market Watch. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. This is Yahoo Finance Daily, a daily update on the top business, finance, and stock market news from around the world. Let's jump into today's stories. U.S. stocks sunk Monday as investors digested the first releases in a week full of economic data and mulled what recent data could mean for Federal Reserve policy. The S&P 500 fell by 1.3% during midday trading, while the Dow Jones Industrial Average was down by 1% or 360 points. The technology-heavy Nasdaq Composite fell by 1.4%. Leading the economic calendar for the week was the release of the Institute for Supply Management's Manufacturing Index. The index expanded faster in November than anticipated, at a 56.5 level compared to estimates of 53.5 and above October's reading of 54.4. In a separate report, the Purchasing Managers Index stood at a 46.2 level in November, down from the October reading of 47.8. New business activity fell at the sharpest rate since May 2020. New readings on the Producer Price Index, which measures prices paid for goods and services before they reach consumers and consumer sentiment, will be out at the end of the week. The new data comes on the heels of Friday's hotter-than-expected jobs report, which sent stocks to a choppy session. The strong job gains and robust wage growth are the opposite of what the Federal Reserve would like to see in its battle against inflation. Friday's figures show demand for workers remains out of balance with supply, signaling to Fed policymakers to either take rates higher than previously anticipated or them higher for longer in restrictive territory. The narrative from U.S. central bank officials now in their pre-meeting blackout period has suggested they would downshift to a half-point hike at their December 13th through 14th meeting, after four consecutive 75 basis point increases. Investors are now wondering how much longer will the central bank continue to hold its tightening campaign, how high the federal funds rate will end up, and how long it will stay there. It's fascinating that at the moment the market is focusing squarely on the very strong likelihood that will ratchet down to only a 50 basis point hike next week and extrapolating that level of dovishness rather than focus on any risks that the terminal rate could end up being nearer, say, 6% than 5%. Jim Reed and colleagues at Deutsche Bank wrote in an early morning note Monday. Meanwhile, another batch of third-quarter earnings figures will be out, finishing off the reporting season. The yield on the benchmark 10-year Treasury note moved back up past 3.5% to 
while oil prices traded higher with crude futures at 81.64 per barrel. On Sunday, OPEC Plus, or the Organization of the Petroleum Exporting Countries and its allies, including Russia, stayed the course on production cuts. October's decision was confirmed at a meeting on December 4th, ahead of the implementation of a $60 price cap on Russian-origin crude oil negotiated by the EU, the G7, and Australia. Tesla shares sank nearly 5% in early trading after Bloomberg reported that the company plans to cut production at its Shanghai factory, the latest sign of weak demand in China. Overseas, Asian equities jumped on Monday after local Chinese authorities downgraded some of their strict COVID policies after public protests last week led to a major shift in Beijing's commitment to its zero-COVID policy. Elsewhere in the crypto world, Sam Bankman-Fried said he will testify before the House Financial Services Committee after he finishes learning and reviewing what happened in the collapse of FTX, the crypto exchange he founded. In corporate news, Slack co-founder and CEO Stuart Butterfield is stepping down in January, just a week after co-CEO Brett Taylor announced his resignation. He'll be succeeded by longtime Salesforce cloud executive Lydianne Jones. The news comes less than two years after Salesforce bought Slack for $28 billion. Shares of Salesforce are down 4% on the news. For more live coverage of business, finance, and stock market news, please visit yahoofinance.com. We'll be back tomorrow morning with your daily update. So until then, thanks for listening. Spoken Layer Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.